I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Another program uh, interviewing local Cedarburg artists. My name is Laura Baldovs. I'm an adult service uh, librarian here at Cedarburg Public Library. And today we are talking with Vicki Reed, who is a um, photographer uh, who shows a lot of uh, photo work locally and um, in other places. So welcome to the show, Vicki. Thank you very much. Happy to be here. So currently we have some of your works on display uh, called the Ghost Garden series. They're um, part of the Ghost Garden series. And um, so they're not in the traditional photo type of what you would expect um, when people say photography. So um, tell us a little bit about how you came about to using these types of other processes? Well, I, I come back from a pretty traditional background in photography. I worked as a daily news photographer mm-hmm. uh, for several years. Was that a local paper? That was in Galesburg, Illinois. Oh, okay. And in Evansville, Indiana. Then I became a mother, and it didn't jive well <laughs> with yes. running out and getting stories and moved to Wisconsin here. And when I was doing that work, uh, I had to be faithful to what I photographed. I had to present uh, reality mm-hmm. uh, in the photographic uh, photojournalism world. And when I got done, I wanted to try something other than traditional, although I still did traditional work. I wanted to play, and I discovered alternative photography methods, which are some are historical, that date back to the 
beginning of photography, which would be cyanotype. Mm-hmm. And then I also discovered lumen uh, printing, which is what is at the library right now. Yes, I was uh, very interested in the, in the, image, uh, the image quality of the lumen prints. And for that, I used traditional black and white photographic paper, what I would use in a traditional wet dark room. Mm-hmm. So this is the silver, black and white silver prints. Right. Okay. And so it's, it's black and white paper, uh, and it shouldn't be traditionally, you're not supposed to expose it daylight. Mm-hmm. It will fog it and ruin the paper. Uh, but I use it, and I do fog it. I take it out, and I put live plants on it, put it in the sun for several hours mm-hmm. during the day. And when I take the plants off, the uh, chlorophyll and chemicals in the plants have a reaction with the chemicals on the paper, and they produce color images on the black and white photograph paper. You never know what you're going to get. It depends on humidity, uh, how much uh, water, moisture is in the plant, mm-hmm. uh, the quality of the sunlight, right. and most important, uh, the type of paper you use. Oh, okay. So what types of paper do you use? Are you using the like the glossy or the matte finish? Or? Uh, yeah, I, I am, I'm lucky that I've had a lot of people donate old paper to me, and that is wonderful to be able to get mm-hmm. uh, the old paper that's not made anymore. Right, yeah. It works really well. But current paper, I use Ilford, both matte and okay. glossy. Mm-hmm. Um and there is some other Arista papers out. So there are current papers that you can buy that will work for this method. Sure. But uh, there are old papers that are available through eBay. Mm-hmm. So I'm always experimenting and, and trying things. So so for our listeners out there that haven't seen um, a Lumen uh, type photograph, the, the images that we have currently display of Vicky's are um, very reminiscent of an x-ray almost where it's uh, you do see like the inner um, things going on inside the plant the the veins and the um, structures of the plant that come through as it's being printed in the sunlight. Right. And a lot of times I will put some of the plants in the freezer. If you know how what happens to your plants after they uh, have a night of frost, some of them become almost transparent. Oh, okay. And so I use that to my advantage. And sometimes I put the plants in the freezer f- overnight and then let them thaw out the next day and put them on the paper. And they have, uh, you know, they transmit a lot more light and you can see some of the structure. Oh, that's very the interesting. the that, that come through. Now, do you, um, you said it depends on the, the light and the temperature. So do you mostly focus on doing printing during the warmer months, or do you also do printing in the winter months? I do do it uh, some in the in the winter. Um, if I get some flowers or plants from a local florist or mm-hmm. grocery store, I do uh, use some of those. I love it during the summer when I have an entire garden 
at my disposal. Mm-hmm. And on really warm days, uh, you, you put the paper down, the plant on top, and then uh, a piece of glass, and it will create a greenhouse effect. Oh, okay. And it will um, speed up the decomposition of mm-hmm. the plant, the hotter and more humid the day is. And, and that oftentimes uh, has a greater effect okay. uh, with what you're going to get. Now, are these are you doing this outside, or can you do this in a picture window inside your house? I think some people have put them, you know, when they're propped it up in their window, uh, if they have a really, you know, uh, an east or a south facing uh, window. But I prefer to have it outside. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that um, the window the window glass somehow filters that sunlight mm-hmm. and it's yeah especially if you have like e-glass or mm-hmm. some special coating on your your windows it wouldn't work very well mm-hmm. so you know you got started in photojournalism and segued into more fine art were there um certain photographers that you draw upon when you do your work um maybe initially and then maybe you uh, branched out to different photographers as you went from photojournalism to um, more fine art? Well, alternative photography is a, a world unto itself. And, mm-hmm. and with uh, the advent of social media, it's very easy to find other people that are doing the same thing that you're doing. And uh, there are a lot of people uh, that inspire me in in that group. Plus, I, I belong to a group of female photographers. Um, and we meet once a year, if not more, in smaller groups. And they are from all over the country and Mexico and Canada and uh, Europe. <clears throat> and I keep up with them. Mm-hmm. We share a lot of uh, tips on what we found worked for our processes, and we're always introducing each other to new techniques. And so it's it's an, a very supportive group. We support each other in all that we're doing, and we're free uh, sharing uh, our advice and the tips that we've uh, discovered. Is there something that you'd like to share uh, that you learned from this group that you're thinking of or already have incorporated into your work? Well, with a cyanotype, I've worked in cyanotype for several years, but recently, um, I don't know she's an active member of a group, but she lives in Canada, um, and she's experimented with WET. Mm-hmm. cyanotype and spraying um, cyanotype is the first uh, process ever in in photography dates back to the early 1800s and it's basically a blueprint uh, what is exposed to the sun mm-hmm. um, turns blue what is held back is white and um, that has really come back as a popular uh photographic technique in the last five to ten years mm-hmm. and but usually it's you you coat a surface of fabric or paper with a light sensitive chemical and let it dry and then put objects on it and expose it in the sunlight but she's experimented with coating fa- uh, paper 
and spraying it with water and vinegar and sprinkling turmeric and spices and, you know, whatever goes. Right. Uh, Soap bubbles, everything. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's it's been a wonderful uh, learning process. I've just started uh, learning, unfortunately, at the end of the season, so I will probably uh, dive in again next spring to uh, experiment with that. But there are always people pushing the envelope and uh, feeling free to experiment and um, so it's wonderful to, to keep up with it on social media and in my groups. Now, I was looking at your website prior to um, this interview, and I was looking at some of your other works, and I was curious to know about um, that you use selenium to um, tone the photographs, and you mentioned that it's also used as a way to preserve the print? How does that work? Um, I, I'm not sure if I know the whole mechanics about it, but uh, when you're doing a, a silver gelatin print, the selenium, if you tone it afterwards, it does increase the longevity. Mm-hmm. And you can, according to how you dilute it, if you dilute it uh, more, uh, it doesn't affect the tone of the print but it will increase the longevity. And if you want to have a more concentrated um, formula for the selenium, it will tone it mm-hmm. a little bit. And I noticed that you used um, white gold in some of your prints. So um, to what effect did you use that for? Uh, that's a recent development for me. And mm-hmm. I, I print on vellum. I do archival prints on the front of a piece of vellum, and then on the back, I mask off the area of the image, Mm -hmm. and I um, seal it with varnish, several coats, Mm -hmm. and then I apply, hand apply, gold leaf, 24 karat gold leaf, Mm -hmm. or 12 karat white gold leaf to the back of the image, whatever I think would look the best. And it just adds an incredible luminescence to the image. It shines, you know, um, vellum is pretty transparent, so uh, the gold will show through in the highlighted areas. Oh, okay. Yeah, that um, it's a little hard to see online that that uh, effect happening. So I'd love to see your. Yes, that, it's, it's uh, difficult know, to. Yes, it's difficult to photograph too because of the luminescence. Sure. Well, and then there's that transparency of the vellum. Mm-hmm. It's like uh, one of my favorite photographers, Sally Mann. She went through a period where she was trying to photograph water and things decaying in the water and. If anyone, any of you listeners have tried photographing things that way, it's um, you just it's, it's very very hard to capture. Right. So. Yes, the reflections mm-hmm. uh, create a real problem. Sure, sure. So, um, speaking of which, uh, I noticed that um, some of your images have um, like the vignette quality where on the edges it's dark um, like you would see in much older um, time period photographs. So I was curious to know what kind of camera you used in your work. 
Well, I do use plastic toy cameras like uh, Diana and a Holga. Oh, okay. Yes. So, um, you know, those have natural flaws in them and they do Mm -hmm. vignette. Right. Um, But recently, um, a lot of my work is done with an iPhone. Oh, really? Okay. And uh, all of, I think all of the work that is my no gold leaf work is mm-hmm. all iPhone. Okay. Uh, I was uh, caring for some elderly, my elderly parents for a while, and I didn't have time to go out with pinhole or anything, you know, anything, everything had to be spontaneous. Sure. And so I switched over to using my iPhone, and I've fallen in love with it. It's I always have it with me, mm-hmm. and I can be spontaneous and with all the apps, uh, there's a Hipstamatic app, there's Snapseed. Okay. Uh, they're all wonderful apps to process the images mm-hmm. um, right in the phone. So how do you get your images from the phone to the paper? Uh, I will download them from the cloud, mm-hmm. or I can email them to myself. Mm-hmm. And then I just print them on my uh archival digital um, printer. Oh, okay. Okay. They have so, an Ep- Epson uh, 800 printer that I print on. Okay. So you no longer do any kind of um, dark room with the enlarger? Or? I, I, I have not printed in the dark room for several, several years. I still mm-hmm. shoot film with vintage uh, cameras that I buy at the flea market up mm-hmm. at Fireman's Park. Uh, if I can find a good camera, if I can get film in it, I, I put it in and I shoot. Mm-hmm. But I, and I process the film in my dark room. But okay. now I basically scan Okay. the negatives and print them that way. So how do you feel about this movement from in photography from the the film and then, you know, to digital? Um, you know, at first I was quite resistant. I loved my time in the dark room, but mm-hmm. uh, uh, as I said, when I was caring for my parents, I couldn't spend time. Uh, long periods of time in the dark room, so I had to adjust. Um, and the actually, the effect of uh, digital has opened up uh, the possibility of doing all of these al- alternative processes because many of them uh, require a digital negative right. that used to be very time-consuming and difficult to do in the dark room, mm-hmm. but now you can just print it on trans overhead transparency sure uh, film a special film uh, that's developed for digital negatives and it facilitates many of these uh, alternative processes that are out there now Uh, gum bichromate uh, carbon printing there's just all kinds of uh, different methods and it it's really created a resurgence right. of interest in those alternative historic processes. Yeah, I think um, people really do like to do things with their hands. You mm-hmm. know, either it's cooking something or um, creating artwork or writing or gardening. I think um, there's this innate need to make something with our hands. Yeah, that's what I, I you know, I. Uh, 
everybody has a, a phone and they can take photographs these days. And uh, for me, I like to make my images that I capture that way one of a kind. Mm-hmm. And I can do it through you know, either image transfers or I also do encaustic work. And so I can uh, make these images very much using my hands. Mm-hmm. Now, do you use uh, Photoshop at all or any similar programs to uh, work on your digital negative before you print it out? Yes, I, I do use Photoshop. I, I do most of my processing actually in my phone or my iPad, but uh, uh, the last bit of it I do in Photoshop. Mm-hmm. And you find that to be a useful tool? Oh, very useful. Yeah. So when you're um, doing your work, do you find inspiration in, um, you mentioned the, the group of women photographers, but do you, how else do you find inspiration for your creativity? Well, I, you know, I had a friend one time told me, um, some years you inhale and some years you exhale. And every uh, artist goes through a dry period. Um, they will have spurts of um, inspiration and creativity, and then they will have some downtimes. And I think we all need that time mm-hmm. to take things in. And the things that I take in are being out in nature, uh, going to movies, going to plays, listening to music, and visiting uh, my friends studio studios who are artists uh, when I see what they're doing and uh, I can tap into their passion they they're so passionate about what they're doing and it's contagious so so it's wonderful if I'm having a kind of a downtime to go visit other artists see what they're doing not necessarily to try to do what they're doing right but just to pick up on their passion mm-hmm. and their uh, energy find, yeah and I find it very inspiring I recently um, purchased a book for our library um, and it deals exactly about that uh, it um, the author interviewed or researched a number of w- women artists and um, compiled this book of how they um, how they worked, like their work habits, where they found their inspirations, um, what what essentially they needed to do to do their work, and it was surprising to learn that everybody was different. Everybody <laughs> had their thing because you know most people have this image of the artist who's madly um, working away in his studio and he has no, they have no concept of time or place and they're, you know, forget about eating or drinking and they're just in this mad state of producing something. But um, that oftentimes is not the case. No, there's a lot going on in everyone's life and you have to find out what works right best for you right yeah and it was surprising to find out that some of these women artists uh managed to produce art while you know they had lots of children running around and people coming in and out and everything was kind of chaos but they really thrived on that so yes i i went through that with my children i produced a lot of 
negatives and mm-hmm. step, still kept photographing, but I did not have the time to spend in the dark room. And when, when there was that time, it was like turning on a spigot on, the, on a faucet, and right. it just all came flowing out. So. Now, what, what, it, what lies ahead for you? Are you um, currently exhibiting elsewhere, or do you, what plans do you have for 2020? Uh, I do have work over in Port Washington. Uh, there is a photo collective over there, and um, there is Studio 224, Gallery 224, and, uh, and it's all under the um, umbrella of an art uh, association. And they have a gallery, and I have work over there. Uh, I am artist-in-residence uh, at Forest Beach Migratory Preserve this year as part of a collaboration between Gallery 224 and Ozaki Washington Land Trust. Oh, so what are you doing there? I will be, um, I will be there all year round from mm-hmm. September to next September, and there will be an exhibit. Okay. At the end of that time, there are 12 of us artists that are that are participating. This is, I think, this will be the third or the fourth year, and everyone has a different uh, preserve or nature area, mm-hmm. and everybody is works in different mediums. And who knows? I have no idea right now. I'm working on some acoustic work from it, and I've produced some lumens and cyanotypes already from this fall. But I have no idea what will come of it next September. I'm just going to be open and let it flow, and and we'll see. Well, I look forward to seeing more of your work. Thank you very much. So this has been another artist interview at Cedarburg Public uh, Radio at Cedarburg Public Library. Thank you very much. You're welcome, Vicki. deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.